Strangers in the Wood is an actual play series drawing elements from gothic fairy tales and 80s fantasy and sci-fi action and horror films. As such, a list of content warnings will always be made available in the description. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Strangers in the Wood. It is I, your most humble of game masters, your best friend, and uh, future 30 under 30 media luminary. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is my new thing now. I, I, I realize that soon I will be 30 in a couple of years, so I need to really get on my grind and yeah four years that's a couple of years uh, that's not very soon yeah I call that soon yeah but that i mean i need to start building up you gotta start early i gotta i gotta start early that's you true. gotta start early i gotta start early. See, I, we're already I like, behind yeah i i need to uh i i, I really need to become a famous musician pretty soon so i can die at 27 like all like all, the, all those As other all like all the good do, musicians yes. exactly you understand us yeah. um and I, I only got a year you know I'm, I'm running out of time here well hopefully the music so of this share podcast this podcast with everyone yes. you know <laughs> exactly we need a hype gus. do it for uh, gus oh uh oh, certainly put me on the level of all the legend, all the legends in the Twenty Seven Club, exactly. all these rock stars, and this one guy who wrote music for a podcast. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the future of the music industry. I'm Kendrick, by the way, uh, or <laughs> oh, Kendo. Hey. Yeah, or Kendo, if you prefer. You can find me on all social media at Kendo Makes films uh you can also find this podcast at tales yet told on twitter and instagram um and well you're already listening to us so like thank you so Good much job. uh with me here today on this wonderful podcast this very special episode of strangers in the wood i have as always my wonderful guests and like players and friends gus hi i'm gus <laughs> i am on this podcast and i do music and I uh, use he/him pronouns. And I, um, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Leo. Um, I enjoy. I'm, this is a dumb bit. I'm uh, done with also, it. Uh, also, walks on the beach. <laughs> also with me today is Hilda. 
Oh yeah, that's me. Hi, I'm Hilda. Uh, gosh, I, I have completely blanked because I was too invested in the bit as well. Um. <laughs> what are your pronouns and where can people oh, find yes. you on okay. social media? Um, <laughs> my pronouns are she, her. You can find my cat on Instagram. His name is Elliot at Elliot the Kitty Cat. That's Elliot with two L's and two T's. And I'm, I'm an Aquarius. So, pretty wild. Wild. I guess since we're all saying it, I'm, I'm a Pisces. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that exp- that, that explains, explains a everything. lot. everything. What does it explain? <laughs> I everything. don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. Everybody leave a comment about what this explains about each of us. Yeah. Now that you send, know our astrological signs. Send us a tweet at Tales Yet Told. Yeah. At, at us and let us know what you think our astrological signs say about the characters we play and the stories we tell. Okay. Um oh, uh yeah, let's introduce Jake. Jake is our editor. Yeah. Uh Hi Jake. Very great guy. J- Jake, uh, put some wacky sound effects in here to indicate your presence. Oh, that was a wacky sound that was effect. Great. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Jake is uh, is joining uh, us on the crew um, and taking over some editing duties. So. Uh, that has really helped out a lot. Um, so give him some love. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at base comma Jake. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Today we are continuing our game of Epitaph. Uh, we finished our setup um, session uh, last week, as you heard. And uh, this week we will be getting right into uh, talking about the death of Dorothy Reed. Uh, I think I forgot to mention last time, but Epitaph is a game by Mark Hobbs. Uh, yeah, let's just kind of do like a quick recap for, uh, for ourselves and for everybody, uh, listening. We have built a theoretical timeline, uh, from the birth to the death of Dorothy Reed as kind of representative of the VHS tape that, uh, Dorothy, uh, has been given back at the church, uh, and is watching, which is real fucked up if you think about it. Do so, yeah. We can just kind of go back. Uh, let's just kind of talk about what is on uh, this uh, timeline and this graph. Uh, and of course, uh, we'll post a uh, an image of what this looks like uh, for everybody on our Twitter and Instagram page, so you can uh, go there and see it. Uh, does uh, uh, Hilda or Gus do do one of you all want to read um, our the the little title part? up here. This is Dorothy Reed. She uses she, her pronouns. She was born on September 21st, 2012, and lived until September 20th, 2051. Her main desire in life is to be loved, and her main goal is to establish a good relationship with her siblings. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a goal that she does accomplish in her life. Wonderful. Gus, yeah, do you want to read her cause of death? Oh, man. Yeah, I guess I do. So, uh, Dorothy, Dorothy, uh, dies, as we said, September 20th, uh, 2051, at 39 years old. She freezes to death in a snowstorm after an accident on the way back from a successful job interview. The night Absolutely. before her birthday. The, the night, night before, before her 40th the birthday. Before. <laughs> 40th birthday. Yeah, oh man, we are monsters. Uh, <laughs> and tentatively established also that the reason she gets found is because she didn't show up to her surprise party. That was also yeah. a thing that was discussed. I just feel like that needs to be known. 
Yeah, no, uh, 100%. Da, 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 da. It should be no. <laughs> oh, the saddest oh, uh, the saddest <laughs> surprise party oh what if that's the song they were playing as well they had it like ready where it would like start going off like as she Gus, you need in. to compose a sad version of that song like a minor key or whatever don't tempt me I will do this that, I mean that sounds really good personally oh my gosh um, okay uh, I'm gonna read these palette uh, cards uh, this first one is uh, the departed which is just information that we know about Dorothy that we can use to inform uh, kind of the way that we guide this so first thing she likes painting uh, she specifically did paint by numbers uh, with uh, her her blood sibling Hazel Men, Big Trouble Spooky times three. She does not like men. Uh, a lot of the men in her life, specifically adult men, have been bad. Um, she has a lingering attachment to Hazel, her birth sister, that we kind of talked about. Uh, she is curious. She likes getting into stuff. She questions things uh, around her. Dorothy can also be cruel. She can be a little selfish and in, in, in doing so, uh, not necessarily directly causing harm, but maybe passively allowing harm to happen to others. She allows her fears to limit her experiences. She's a she's a scaredy cat and she is healing. She is growing. She is changing over time, learning uh, to to get past her trauma, which is, you know, good for her. Hilda, do you want to read the setting? Sure. The settings that we have established are her time in the foster care system. Her life after school, her life with the Abbots, perhaps, um, her life trying to get a job or working. Uh, what we what we wrote down was a low wage hourly job, um, and then wrote after it that people suck. Those were some of the general settings that we came up with. So. Yeah. Uh, Gus, you can read the key people then. Yeah, so the uh, the, the key people that we're sort of going to be working with here are the uh the the abbots who 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 we all know the 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 foster parents uh we we have dakota uh who again you should you should probably all know by now uh but we also have uh have hazel uh dorothy's estranged sister um we have silas and hannah reed uh yeah dorothy's abusive uh birth parents uh we have Morgan Gray, Dorothy's uh, supportive art teacher. Uh, we have uh, Hugo Chambers, uh, who is Dorothy's uh, Dorothy's best friend, and like kind of will will they won't they kind of kind of uh, yeah, relationship. Yeah. And then uh, and then we have Alexis Grace Harper, a a friend of of Dorothy's who is much more manipulative. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's essentially, you know, this is going to be um, the foundation for which we build the rest of our story. And our uh, timeline here is split into essentially four quadrants, starting from September 1st, 2012, going into 2015. So from uh, the time that she is born up until the time she is five years old. And then from 2015... Hey. That uh, t that timeline doesn't add up. It does not add up. I agree. Um, it's supposed to be 2017. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, so whew, going from the birth, uh, going from birth year of 
uh, September 21st, 2012, to five years old at 2017, to and then the second quadrant being from five years old to 18 years old from 2017 to 2030, and then the third quadrant is uh, from 18 to 22, from 2030 to 2034, and then the last one is from 22 to 39, from 2034 to 2051, September 20th, 2051. And uh, essentially, each of us are going to be taking turns uh, establishing scenes snapshots and remembrances of uh, th different events on this timeline. And when we start, I believe each of us has to, has to um, add a snapshot just to get some, some events on the board. Uh, and then from there, uh, we can, you know, do it however long. So it is now time for us to begin. And we have to decide who goes first. You will be setting the tone and Placing the foundation for the rest of the game. Who has it in them? The first snapshot that I will put in is in high school. We see a gallery full of different pieces of artwork. Describe the uh, describe what the event is. Just like the give event us like is what, sure. Yeah. The event is the an art show that Dorothy won a prize in high school. At the prompting of her art teacher. Gotcha. To gotcha. enter. How old is Dorothy? Dorothy is, let's say, a junior in high school. That'd be in 2028? 20, yes. Is there anything else I should describe about it? Uh, yeah, no. Now you can describe the actual snapshot. Okay, so the snapshot is a gallery full of different pieces of artwork. And in kind of the center of this wall, there's... A painting, it's pretty abstract, but it's of a, a landscape. And you can see that there is a ribbon hung next to it that is a second prize. And that there is a little certificate that says, um, you know, that uh, she won second prize in this art contest. Has won some sum of money as well. Nothing large, but something that, um, some incentive. And... Next to that picture is Dorothy. She is standing with her artwork, looking a little embarrassed to be in the picture, but also very proud. And she is standing with her art teacher, Morgan Gray. Aww, what a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. I'm sure this whole thing's just gonna be It's sweet only gonna get sunnier, like yes. Yeah. Only gonna get sunnier. Hey, I gotta start it somewhere nice. Now that you've uh, established your snapshot, you must answer the question. If the departed could look back just before they died, what would this moment mean to them? It would mean the world to them. It, it's, the, it's the moment that she decided that she wanted to pursue art and started to believe in the fact that she could. Gotcha. I like that. What does Dorothy think of this moment? I think it will be more interesting for us if we answer it from the point of view of the Dorothy who was watching the tape. Dorothy finds it really surprising that somebody believed in her enough and pushed her to do something that she really enjoyed. I like that. Uh, Gus, do you want to do our second snapshot? All right, that's the end of the podcast. We had a happy moment. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, uh, no.
it's mid-rule time you know what it is it's your boy kendo i don't know what that voice is so i'm gonna stop doing it uh but thank you so much for listening to the podcast it means literally so much to us that you take any amount of time in your day to listen to this thing that we put together so lovingly just for you and i mean you've made it with us this far like what we're like 20 something episodes in i imagine you at least kind of like this show which is amazing to me but also you could be letting other people know how you feel about this podcast by leaving us a review on spotify apple podcast Podchaser, like literally wherever you're like you're listening to it right now i would imagine on like some kind of uh, you know, podcatcher, it probably has a way to review us. You can take a couple of seconds right now that I know you're, you're probably drowning me out right now. No one listens to mid-rolls. I see the analytics. You could be taking this time right now to be giving us a rating review, and that's just another way for you to tell us and other people how you feel about this podcast. You could also tweet at us at Tales Yet Told or go to our Instagram and like DM us also at Tales Yet Told because that's brand recognition right there. You could also just tell your friends about us if you like us because I mean we don't put any money into like advertising this so uh, really the only way it's going to spread is through word of mouth and we love hearing people talk about what's going on in the show and well you know we like talking to you about what's going on in the show so that would be pretty cool. Because you could do all of that on social media. That's what it's for, I imagine. And last but not least, I want to give a huge shout out, as always, to the Be Gay Roll Dice Network, which has opened itself with flowing uh, flowing arms? Open arms? They've let us join their group of queers who are making podcast content for tabletop nerds just like you, telling amazing stories by queers for queers and other people if they want to listen. I think I have an ad for them that's coming up pretty soon, so it'll be it, it'll probably in the next couple of seconds. So I'm just going to round this off here by reminding you to eat enough food, drink enough water, get enough sleep, and take care of yourself because self-care is very important. And don't forget to love yourself like I love you. Hi, welcome to The Game is Afoot. This is a podcast where queer guests... I'm back, baby! ...play games. I pick my jaw up off the floor real quick. <laughs> real quick. Put that back on. And do an interview. My secret is... This is published on the first and third Sunday of every month, so come join us. And I hope you have a good time. Bye! How about we move from sort of that uh, that snapshot of this sort of like hope of a, of a, you know of a, of an ideal future to Dorothy in her early twenties? Okay, and I think she is working a as 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 we have written down a low wage uh, hourly job. Okay. And, um, I, uh, you know what she's doing? Uh, she's, uh, working in a sandwich shop and, uh, yeah, just like, you know, one of those, uh, sandwich shops. Wow. One of those like gourmet sandwich shops. <laughs> one of those gourmet sandwich yeah. shops. They do like pizza, salad, soups, and sandwiches. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> yeah. All good stuff. Yeah. I'll don't eat the meatballs. They're weird. Um, yeah, they're really anyway. soggy. It's like, it's super watery. Yeah. The water turns like green. No. I'm not sure it's, what that's about. It's really weird. Um, not that we're, t- anyway. we're talking about anything we've personally not that we know. <laughs> not that we have any experience or are referring to any particular sandwich shop of course. at all. No sort of underground sandwich shop, correct? No. no. no.
Nothing, yeah. especially nothing named after a food. Yeah, man. not at all. Mm. A food, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so this is... <laughs> This is Dorothy working at the Cucumber Man uh, sandwich shop. I think the the particular, like, th- this this particular moment is, like, we, we see uh, Dorothy in, in her, like, uniform for the, uh, the shop. And, and she is, uh, I think we see, like, a bunch of, like, customers lined up. And I think we see one, like, at the register that is, like, yelling but but Dorothy has had like has been like pulled uh into the into the back and is is essentially being yelled at by by her boss. I I I think I think that's I think that's what we see. Can I add something to it? Yeah. Absolutely. I I uh I think I kind of just like the imagery of it's not even like a back room. It's just like you you're gonna know exactly what I'm about to describe. It's just oh, like yeah, in the no, back absolutely. past the sinks, over by like the freezer, like in the yeah. back where they keep like the, the cleaning supplies. It's like not uh-huh. an office. It's just like no. anybody could walk by right now. Anybody Go- could walk back there. The, like most likely the majority of the customers in this store can see and hear this happening. Oh, for sure. For sure. As we ask with all snapshots, what does the Dorothy, and and Hilda, you can give some insight into this, obviously. What does the Dorothy that is watching this, what does this moment mean to her? Can you describe the manager real quick? This is a, like, like, very, very large man. Very, like, very tall and very very broad and and very heavy just like a a a huge uh a huge guy kind of kind of kind of greasy and 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 not like in a uh not 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 even in a like works in fast food kind of way but just like in a in a in a in a Severus Snape kind of way, <laughs> a general I'm, hygiene in a, in a, kind yeah, of way. Just like, looks like he could slide on the floors with his socks off. Oh, this is so weird because this was actually happening last time too, when we were trying to come uh-huh. up with names. The the like the name I can't get out of my head, and this is the same name that came up last time. Like for any uh-huh. character, was Clyde. Clyde, it can be Clyde. Clyde, Clyde. works. Oh. I don't know. I don't yeah, know that, why I, I, I don't good. I, I don't know why I have Clyde do you on want the brain. A last name or do just we just about want Clyde. Clyde? We only got we got someone here that are only first name, so we can do Clyde. Clyde. Sure, yeah. He him. Our descriptor was a greasy boss. Hu- huge greasy huge boss. Greasy boss. Which sounds like a randomly generated yeah, phrase. It sounds, it sounds like my t- the name of my team for a round of Super Auto Pets. It's for Super Auto Pets, yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, they are Dorothy's gre- greasy boss. Big, big guy. How does Dorothy feel about watching that? She feels affirmed in her position of not trusting anybody like that. Understood. And seeing that, like, that continues on into adulthood. Mm -hmm. It is now my turn to add a snapshot. I'm going to do one in our first quadrant that Dorothy has actually experienced uh, in her life. This event is going to be a car ride from school, a, a ride from preschool. Her 
dad has picked her up. They drive this van. Um, it's one of those like almost like soccer mom vans where it's like got the sliding door on the side, you know? This is a day your dad is uh your mom is like forced your dad to come pick you up from school. The van is like full of like his tools and stuff. Like all of the back seats are like down. Like he was supposed to like cut somebody's grass or something that day. So there's like the lawnmower, like a bunch of like trimming um, equipment and so on and so forth. But he also has the dog with him and the dog is in the back seat with you. And um, it's a van where like the seats are like individual. So you're not like sharing like a long seat in that way. But like there, that means that there is room for the dog to be up and like moving around and the window on the other side Major. of you no no the window on your side is rolled down and the dog <laughs> keeps coming to like bark at people that are like or like at cars that are passing by which means it has to like climb over you to get its head out of the window and so the scene uh so the snapshot is from the perspective of the opposite side of dorothy uh, looking towards the window that is the closest to her, so, like, right on her right. She is, like, cowering back in the seat as this huge... Doberman. Doberman, thank you. Uh, as this huge mm -hmm. Doberman is, like, leaning out of the window, barking um, at... Uh, barking at like passersby and like because it's like from Dorothy's perspective it's super loud um and like your dad rather than having stopped like trying to stop the dog he's just turned the music up to kind of uh try to block it out he's listening to like some talk radio uh it's like a Alex Jones type uh, men on their podcast going on about some bullshit that doesn't matter. Um, cool. Not like our podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's like that, so it's like over. So like it's like in the background, it's just like a bunch. It's like two white dudes uh, being like, well, did you know they did that? I didn't know. Well, you see, I, 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 I looked that up. If you actually look at those details, something's not adding up. And it's like just the most asinine... Um, <laughs> white men trying to give their opinions on stuff they know nothing about like blasting over this doberman like yelling and like and like barking uh climbing over and you're like trying to cower as it's like trying to claw itself out the window but it's closed just enough so that it can't get out but open enough that it can be frustrated about it and so yeah that's uh that's that's the snapshot. Uh, I'm going to say that this is probably it's I feel like it has to be close to you being five. Yeah, let's say. Yeah, let's say you're four. I might have to. Definitely no car seat to be this. seen either. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. This is taking place in 2016. What's your dad's name again? Silas. Silas. And the dog's name is Major. Cool. So we have some stuff. We've established some things. Now um, we can just keep going in the same rotation. Uh, Hilda Gus me. I'm going to do another snapshot. Okay. Because I really, I had a really good idea for one. Mm -hmm. um, this is in that first quadrant as well. So it's something that Dorothy has experienced. Okay. Um, she's probably like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that she's, newly five like this is very soon before she was seized by cps and it is a picture of dorothy and hazel dorothy is in 
Hazel's bed. They're like sitting under the covers with like a covered flashlight. You can see the two of them making a pinky promise with each other. And if if this had if this f- picture had like a little like title under it, mm-hmm. it would be Hazel and Dots forever. Oh, uh, what year is this again? It's in 2017. So she is five, or is this before? Uh, she's like newly five, let's say. Okay, cool. So we can just put it. It's pretty. Us. It's pretty soon before. Yeah. What is what does Dorothy make of this scene? Uh, it's one of her like core memories of Hazel. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that kind of keeps current Dorothy hopeful and pushing towards finding Hazel again. Yeah. Because they were supposed to be a pair. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Gus? This, this would be in the last quadrant. Okay. We see Dorothy in her car, not having left yet. But she is, uh, she is talking on the phone. With who? Do we want to leave it ambiguous who Ooh. she's talking to? I'm okay with that. Um, but she looks happy. She's smiling. I think, I think she's even, like, a little teary-eyed. And I think maybe we see, like, maybe the phone is on low battery. <laughs> you know, outside, it's starting to become overcast and cold. Um, all right, it is my turn. I'm going to keep this ball rolling. I'm going to do a snapshot. The day is October 1st, 2012. Mm-hmm. Dorothy is not even a month old. She is like two weeks old. The image we see is, I think the actual, the actual photograph is of... Silas in the bed holding a baby Dorothy swaddled in a blanket. The title in the picture would be Daddy Daughter Time. And in the actual like 3D version of this, Hannah is taking the picture, Dorothy's mom. She is maybe like five, six feet away from the bed, uh, has uh is taking the picture on her phone. You know, she has only recently gotten out of the hospital. It's like a sweet moment of, uh, you know, these aren't like new parents. They've already had a daughter. But, you know, like the birth of a child is still kind of big. We see Silas like holding on to Dorothy, looking down. Like he's got like his finger like close to like her face. Like he's like, you know, doing the thing. Like Dorothy's eyes open like burble out some some sounds he smiles they laugh and yeah that is that's the that is the image uh, the i think this is like the first picture of dorothy um i forgot to ask it with the last one so we can do gus's first and then mine uh what does dorothy think uh upon seeing the scene of you know her getting the uh her like just after getting this big position or job or whatever it was um, passing the interview um, on this phone call, really happy, uh, but the ominous tone of something seems like it's gonna go bad. She's like three hours into this movie, and it's like something's gotta give. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think with with like the way that like the trajectory goes, where like she hits th- this is the high point. This is the like like wow, things will work out. Things will go great. Oh, 
tragic. She's seven. She can't notice all the yeah, no, all the terrible sure. details. She's for like, sure. for sure. Wow, it all works out. Man, all right. Yeah. Um, how does she feel about the scene of her with her dad? I almost kind of feel like this is maybe like the first scene, right? Like titles like over like a dark either like over black or over like fucking like artsy like uh it's september so it's like fall uh like a set of trees leaves falling oh the town she grew up in fading mm-hmm. music softly playing coming into this soft uh <laughs> image of uh, like immediately like her as a baby with uh her dad and her mom and this moment that probably feel strangely sweeter than any memory she actually has of time with them. Well, the, if, if it's a photo that she's familiar with, uh, she's, she's repulsed by this. She hates this. Mm-hmm. She hates that the movie's opened like this. Mm-hmm. She's already like, do I turn this off? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, Hilda. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second quadrant. Mm-hmm. A snapshot. Nice, nice. High school graduation. Okay. Everything is generally over. She's still in like her cap and gown and everything. She's wandered back. Um, I imagine that it's a not like a, a small high school, but like only decent sized. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were able to like hold graduation in the gym or whatever. Like they were able to have it at the school. Mm-hmm. And she's wandered after all the ceremonies and such back to the art room and is there with Hugo. What is this scene? This scene is a dimly lit art room. It's not like they like it's just got like the couple of fluorescents that just like stay on. They haven't turned on the lights in this room. There's just like, you know, the one that's always on. They both came to just like reminisce in this room because it's where they met and it's where they became really good friends and all of that. And now they're graduating and going off into the world. And someone was to look closely at this photo. Both participants are are, pl- are blushing. What would Dorothy think looking at this image? She'd think it was really sweet. And she'd be excited about the fact that she'd have a good friend mm-hmm. like that. Yes? I thought of something kind of funny, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Go for it. No, I think it's good. I think it's a, it's a snapshot. I think this would be in our, in our uh, fourth quadrant here. Dorothy is 27. I think we're just, uh, I think we're just in, a, in a nice coffee shop where, where, where uh, Dorothy has uh has has met up with uh her friend from work alexis grace harper mm-hmm. alexis has uh has has uh, already bought dorothy uh, a, a coffee uh didn't didn't ask what she wanted just uh just ordered for her and the the and and uh i i i think dorothy is like i think uh alexis is smiling and laughing, uh, and and Dorothy is uh, having also like is also smiling, but it's a much more forced smile. And uh, we we also see uh, on on the floor next to Alexis is a uh, is a is a bag that she has brought with her, full of full of products, full of. Uh, of uh, um, amazing products from uh, 
Vita Trishan. And she is about to tell her good friend Dorothy how uh, she could be her own boss uh, working, working. uh, (laughs) And set her own schedule. Set her own schedule. That's so good. Uh, How does Dorothy, what does Dorothy think seeing this scene? Does Dorothy know what an MLM is? But yeah, no, that's a good question. Like thinking of this moment, does Dorothy realize what this moment is? I don't think so. I don't think she sees the manipulation that might be happening or the attempt, at least, to manipulate. She just sees a, f- a friend in the future getting coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just a good scene. Just for, a good scene. Yeah. For current Dorothy. Like. I agree. Yeah. Does not completely misses the nuance of this snapshot. Yeah. We've been too lighthearted here. Oh, God. We have to remember no, what please. this. We have to remember what this video is about. We've got no, no please, my you're baby. Right. You're right. I am going to do a snapshot. Um, Dorothy is in her room at the Abbotts, packing her things. You know, we see her. She's got her all of her suitcases. Probably just like one or two. I imagine. She doesn't have a lot. She's pretty used to moving, so she's kept things down to the amount of stuff she would need in case, you know, very quick pack up takes like a couple of hours, maybe at tops, and then she's ready to, to move. She's kind of used to having to do that. We see Grace is in the door frame, arms crossed, uh, head down. She looks disappointed. Um... We can tell there's a part of her that really, really, really wants to um, get up, go over, help um, Dorothy pack up to comfort her in some way. But there's something stopping her. It's hard to tell. Could be shame, guilt, you know, pride, something is stopping her from going to talk. And Dorothy just kind of has like this blank face, like she has the face of like she's masking right now. Like, maybe even she might be dissociating right now. It's just like on autopilot, doing, uh, packing up, getting ready to move as quiet and quick as she possibly can. What does Dorothy think uh, watching that moment? Uh, she's, she's crestfallen. She has all her eggs in the Abbott's basket right now. So the idea that it would inevitably not work out is uh, heartbreaking. All right, Hilda. I'll go with a, a remembrance from um, Morgan Gray mm-hmm. regarding that um, that art contest. Is it first person or is it third person? It, is it first feels person. really weird to go first person. All right. Okay. I remember seeing a scared kid who didn't know that they had anything to offer or contribute. They didn't have any purpose or talent. And she did have a talent and she needed a direction and so I needed to give her that direction and nourish that talent so that something in this kid's life could be a refuge and stable and I just wanted everything to work out for her. What was the hardest part of getting to this moment with Dorothy? The hardest part was knowing that even with my support, the world would try to continue tearing her down. What does uh, Dorothy uh, think about watching it? She feels um, really happy that there was somebody 
in her life that supported and wanted the best for her without any condition. LGBTQIA Actual Play Podcast Network.